Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Dear friends, welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and I'm delighted that you're with us today. I love doing this with you. Thank you so much for being here. When so much now is known about the simple fact that our lives are eternal, and those that we used to think were dead are essentially right here where we are forevermore, it's surprising that so little spiritual practice in the world has been built around the simple fact of our eternal life. Isn't that, isn't that strange? I know of two such movements that exist in any real numbers, one of which is, of course, the religion of spiritualism, and that's especially prominent in the UK, and the other is spiritism. Now, spiritism is based in five books written in the 19th century under the pen name Alan Kardec, and together they're known as the Spiritist Codification. Now, Mr. Kardec, or he could have been Dr. Kardec, was French, but spiritism took particular root in Brazil, and it's now growing in the United States and elsewhere, and I know almost nothing about Spiritism, so I'm excited to learn more about it right along with you. Our lovely guest today is Chisara Korngold, who is one of the founders and directors of the Spiritist Group of New York, based in Manhattan. Chisara is a third-generation Spiritist from Brazil, and currently she's the president of the United States Spiritist Federation, Executive Director of the Tri-State Spiritist Federation, and Executive Director of the International Spiritist Council. Wow. She volunteers as leader of the Office of Brazil Child Health in New York. And in 2010, oh, this will never happen to me. In 2010, Mrs. Korngold was appointed one of the 100 most influential Brazilians in New York because of all her wonderful charitable work. Shazara, welcome. I'm so happy you're with us today. Oh, Roberta, thank you so much. We are so happy with your invitation and to be able to talk to your audience. It's uh, it really is something extraordinary. Thank you for having oh, us. Oh, thank you. Let's see if I can try to live up to that. I mean, it's important mm-hmm. more people know about know what you you do because this is this is not new. This has been around for couple of hundred years, and yet it's growing at, at the same time now. It's as if the time has suddenly come for, for spiritism, and I'm very excited to learn from you today. Now, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's talk about spiritism, but first let's talk a little bit about you. You, you grew up in Brazil, right? Yes, I grew up in Brazil, and uh, 26 years ago, uh, my he- husband was transferred because of his work uh, to London. So we stayed there for three years, and uh, then we, he was transferred again to the U.S., and we came and have been here since. By primarily in, the, in New York? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, only for less than two years we stayed in Miami, but uh, most of the time now, you know, <laughs> 21 years in, in New York City. It's become a habit now, I could probably, for sure. Yes, yes. So, mm-hmm. so you, you're third-generation spiritist. When did you want to make this kind of your career, and, and how did you get started doing that? Um, well, you know, um, when I was a little child, I um, 
I had a, a lot of inclination to religion. Uh, I was raised Catholic, actually, um, and um, studied in a Catholic school. And uh, I was introduced to Catholicism very early, and uh, I, I, I had questions, and I, I was curious and all of that. And by the age of 11, my mother, she was always sympathetic to spiritism and uh, uh, because of uh, her, her, her father that I, I didn't know, he died when she was 15. Oh, and wow. Then, then she took, yeah, and then she took me to the spiritist center. But she was always very impacted by, you know, by his love, by remembering him going to the spiritist center. And at this point, uh, I was her only child that had some curiosity or, you know, some interest in, in pursuing more spiritual things and spiritual values. So she took me to the spiritist center, and I actually love it. I, I read it at that point, had so many questions, wanted to understand so many things, one of them, you know, trying to come to terms that, uh, or understanding why people would say that I just leave it once. Yeah, it made <laughs> I no sense. I couldn't accept that. <laughs> yeah, yes. I couldn't accept that. So, and, and then I went there, it was like a whole new world opened up before my eyes. I was pretty young, of course, and uh, pretentious, <laughs> thinking that I, I already could understand everything. Right, but, we all know, are like little that. By little, yeah, and little by little, you know, I, I started grasping more knowledge, and, and it made so much sense, and I never left. <laughs> so well, you know, started. That's a great intro to what spiritism is. What is it? What, what is, is it? Is it a religion? Is it a belief system, a philosophy? What is it, and what does it believe? Yeah, actually, you know, that's the, that's the big question. Yes. Because, uh, the, the way the, that the codifier, and we call uh, Alan Kardec codifier because uh, he, it was never his, his intention to say, hey, I'm here creating a new religion or a yes. new way of thinking or bringing something about. He was a scholar in France. And uh, very, very bright uh, and involved in academia and the scientific environment of his time. When all the phenomena that started happening here in New York in Hydesville with Sister Fox traveled to the to the to the uh, um, to Europe, and it became a fashion in France. (laughs) <laughs> Which is actually something very interesting, Roberta. I was once watching a lecture by a, a professor of philosophy in, in France, and one thing that he mentioned was that it was the first time in history that a place like the U.S. at the time that was, you know, considered to be... A new country, you know, yes. not yeah, we were, uh, we were a developed right. yeah, cultural uh, country that is started dis- di- that dictated a kind of fashion to Europe. Oh, isn't that because interesting? All- yeah, I, 
I thought it was so interesting because, you know, everyone here wanted to say, to, to use, uh, what are the shoes women are using now in France? That's or right. That's right. Sports, we follow the, uh, what follow is Paris the fashions. Right. And all of a sudden, from this, let's say, indigenous country, yes, um, primitive, country, yes. That takes over Europe and it starts spreading around. And of course, uh, Professor Revile, the same name uh, 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 Alan Kardec that he uses, was invited uh, to attend one of the seances. And, um, of course, he refused it several times. Uh, he said that he had very enthusiastic friends, that he, he couldn't trust that much. And yeah. one of them that was actually, you know, had in place and all of that insisted that he, he went to one of the seances. And when he went, he saw the phenomena happening. And uh, at that point, people were thinking that uh, the tables were answering questions. Yes. He said, I, I'm sorry, but tables cannot answer questions. <laughs> no, because unless you, prove to me, yeah, right. unless you prove to me that they have brains. Right. So, uh, right. And then he said, well, there, there, there is something interesting here because he could see the accuracy of answers and the, even the, um, uh, you know, the elaboration of certain answers. It, it was when he started researching a little more. Uh, some of his friends already had, like, you know, notations from other seances that they participated, gave it, like, 50 notebooks to him and said, you know, have fun with that. <laughs> and it yeah. was when he started his uh, methodology, a uh, way of studying the communication, and he came to the conclusion that, of course, it was not the table, but that it was, you know, in, what he called incorporeal beings communicating. And uh, with that, and with, as a result of his whole research, he came to the conclusion that spiritism is actually much more than just a religion, a set uh, of, you know, uh, knowledge or tenets that uh, deals in the religious aspect, but it could deal in the philosophical aspect because, you know, it's supposed to impact us to, and to change our way of seeing things as well as a scientific side where you have to deal with certain phenomena and researching certain phenomena that goes against, uh, you know, what we had in the, in the scientific world till now. Like, yes. for instance, mediumship, how can this, you know, incorporeal <laughs> beings come and communicate? And so in Brazil, we normally call spiritism as a doctrine because we say that it's a doctrine with a triple aspect, scientific, religious and philosophical being the philosophical oh. basically the most important one here in the u.s and the uk we don't use that much the word doctrine because we don't want it to be seen as someone that is thinking about you know it's a doctrine is a cult is a sect is someone that's yeah. trying to indoctrinate me yes so we we normally say well it's uh um, uh, we, we tend to, to, to reply more saying that it is a, it's a, a way uh, of thinking and a new philosophical way of, uh, of living. 
Yeah, wow. Well, there's so much there. Let's unpack a little of that. Now, Dr. Ravel was uh, uh, an educator, and he used the name Alan Kardec when he was doing this work. Why did he he want a a pen name, a a pseudonym? Yeah, there was uh, actually two reasons for that. One of them is that because at the the time he started researching, uh, you know, the spiritual phenomena, he was already very well known and famous oh, in, yeah. in, in French, in France, and uh, he he didn't want one thing to interfere with another. Mostly, he didn't want that his fame was the reason why people would be inclined to also accept this new thing he was presenting to the world, so to say. Oh, good point. Also, okay. Yeah, so it was not because he wanted to hide, because at the end, everyone involved knew it was him. You know, it's not, it was not that he was hiding of shame or something. Oh, I don't want people to know that me, that, you know, overly achieved professor is yes. now dealing away with this hocus pocus thing. No, it has <laughs> right. nothing to do with that. Right. And second, because in one of the communications he had about the work he had to do, uh, he, 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 he was told that he was a druid in the, te- in the times of Julius Caesar. Oh, wow. That was, called, that was called Alan Kardec. And he was, you know, the main druid. Like, oh. uh, you know, and that, uh, and that was, you know... Uh, kind of suggested to him that it would be a good thing if he used the name he had in a previous incarnation. Yeah, that's very great. That's a a neat idea. That's great. So, and and so, but this gets me. It's scientific, religious, and philosophical. philosophical. All three. And what a sensible, because we don't live in separate worlds, one religious, one scientific, and one philosophical, Mm -hmm. do we? We live in a single world. So how wonderful to wrap it up and say from all of these perspectives, one truth, which that is, that's beautiful. So what do spiritists believe? Is it, is it based in, are you continuing to learn in this field or are there dogmas as there are in most religions? Uh, in fact, when we, we touch the aspect of science, so we can start uh, with that, one of the, the things that uh, Alan Kardec stated in one of his books is that if we come to a point where science disproves any of the things that the spiritism was telling us, we should follow science. Uh, so, in his way of seeing things, he already knew that, you know, with... Uh, perhaps not uh, less than 200 years, but in more years to come, there will be a point in time where we have to review some of the concepts that were presented with uh, new new discoveries. So in this sense, we are always, um, I mean, the scientific aspect in the things that uh, touches life from, you know, is still the unknown, we have always to keep an open mind. When we are talking about the core, what is the core of spiritism? The core of spiritism is it is its it's its ethical moral aspect. They are mostly based on the teachings of Jesus. 
Okay, but, good. That's but great. But in a way, but you know, uh, and this is where we differ a little bit from Catholicism, because in a way, it's not that we see Jesus as being the only Son, the Holy Trinity. We see uh-huh. Jesus as being the child of God, the representative of God here, our, you know, master, teacher, uh, actually someone that we have to follow in the, it's his footsteps, the, the knowledge, everything that he brought, but not the man. It's not about yes. the man. It's yes, about yes. The, the knowledge. <laughs> I, love I love this. This is exactly what I teach. Jesus mm-hmm. didn't. Jesus didn't come to save us from because, frankly, God loves us infinitely, just as you love your children. There's no earthly way God would ever harm us. But mm-hmm. it's his teachings that are important, and yet all the big Christian dogmas, Christian you know sects, don't emphasize the teachings. For them, there's a shortcut. All you have to do is claim him as your savior, or whatever you have to do in that particular cult, and you go right to heaven. That's not what Jesus taught. None of it is. So I love it that you're basing, or he has based, spiritism in the teachings of Jesus, which are so important. But you see, Roberta, no way. He did come to save us, but not with the interpretation that (laughs) we have. Perfectly right. He came to save us. Yes. To tell us, you know, this is the way. This yes. is what you have to do. Just look he at me. Said, Just follow the teachings. Expand. Because yes. uh, there is one book in Spiritism that is called um, Words of Eternal Life uh, that deals with the teachings of Jesus. And it's amazing when you go through the teachings of Jesus and, and you expand it to the 21st century, to the reality of 21st century interpretation yes. we can have today versus, you know, when he was among us, and, uh, and see how, how actual they are, how much sense they make. Yes. yes. So he came to save us by saying, you know, if you go this way. Right. In, in he, fact, gonna... mm-hmm. he, he called his, his movement The Way, capitalized, mm-hmm. capitalized yeah. The Way. And mm-hmm. but but that is just something which which the dogmas later hundreds of years later yeah. um, they get all wrapped up in other ideas and and yeah. ignore, they really ignore the teachings. So I love it that that's what you focus on. So what else is in Spiritism? What 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 would you find there? So uh, basically, like I said, the core would be that. And yes, we can learn about you know we are immortal spirits and uh, and uh, we can communicate. So the the the, the basic teachings like we, we call the five fundamentals, which is the belief in a creator. So we do believe we we didn't can we didn't come from chance. We came right. from a a creator, you can call it. Uh, that's why I'm using the name creator and not even God, because you can call it the name the name you want to give. Uh, it's but, up to uh, you, yes. yes. It's up to you. And even when I might make my case that I, of course, as being Brazilian, my native language, language is Portuguese, I call it Deus. So, you know, it's just words, yes. right? Yes. I mean, right. We, we put other, our other languages into context. So there is a creator, uh, there is uh, the well. There, there are the spirits. So, spirits. There are the immortal 
creation, uh, the perennial creation. So we had we had a starting point. We don't have an ending <laughs> because yes. we are immortal. And with that, of course, like Jesus used to say, there are many mentions in my father's world. Yes. We have uh, the understanding that we cannot be the only planet that harbors life. Right. That's and, right. Uh, and this includes, of course, you know, spiritual life in the spiritual plane that, yeah, of course, we may not understand that that much, but there must be a place where spirits dwell. And uh, with that, the idea that we are capable of communicating with that, that we also call mediumship. So basically, we have all that. But being the most important thing, uh, the one that deals with our inner transformation, which is actually, it comes from the score that, you know, of the golden rule of doing to others what you would like others to do to yourself. Yes. Now, the point here uh, is uh, that we don't see that much abroad that makes uh, spiritism uh, um, also uh, kind of different from other philosophies, not all of them, but it's reincarnation. Yes. Oh, so so you, you do believe, well, obviously, if he took uh, the yeah. name of a prior uh, 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 incarnation, uh, yes, they must, they must believe that. But that's exciting, too, because Jesus taught reincarnation. It's just that the Council of Nicaea yeah. in 325 ripped it out of the Bible yeah. as much as it could. Exactly, exactly, because I don't know if you know the details, but his wife was afraid of dying because she was not a woman of, you know, uh, good reputation, and and people would come to her and say, oh, you will see what is going to happen to you in the next life. So she came came to the emperor Justinian at the time and said, you know what, go there and remove reincarnation because I do not want to reincarnate. Oh, good grief. Oh, that's funny. Isn't that a funny story? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what a loving, loving husband, right? He just just removed reincarnation from history. Because of his wife. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that. Yes. Yeah. And, and the, so the, the cuts. Now, Nicaea also said that they didn't want people to think they would have another chance. So they wanted them to try harder in this life. But I like your study. Your story is better than mine. That's what I had understood oh, the yeah. reason was. But if he was just pleasing yeah. his wife, isn't that a funny thing? Oh, my. Yeah, he was, uh, dying. she was dying of cancer. And, uh, and I mean, of course, she was not that morbid because, uh, you know, coming from... Uh, where she came and became the empress and uh, she was not nice to everyone and so you know people would go to her and say now you will see oh dear and, you know, your life <laughs> yeah. is bold. what you oh. have sold and what you you know the law of uh, action and reaction which is part of you know what we understand and we always emphasize in terms of uh of spirit and, and sometimes you know Roberta people think ask us uh, why there aren't so many spiritism in the world the thing is it's not easy to embrace and to accept some of the fundamentals of spiritism action and reaction is one of them how many of us we just love to blame others for everything that is happening to us 
especially God, if there is, right. if you have a believing one. But now it comes to a point, it comes a philosophical doctrine that goes to you and say, you know what, everything that is happening to you, and I mean, everything is the result what what you did in the past, and they go even further by saying, and many of them, even the result of what you are doing now. So even if you believe in previous incarnation, don't displace the blame just to a time where you live it and you didn't know better and now you have no responsibility with that. Because many of your, the use of your ailments of today comes from your behavior of today. And I mean, people do not want to hear that. It's, it's That's interesting. That's why it's Let- so hard. Last week we had uh, Larry Burke with us, who is mm-hmm. um, who, who teaches holistic medicine, and um, okay. what you just said from a different perspective is what he said: that the things that you've experienced, the things, the unresolved emotions, mm-hmm. they show themselves as physical problems in the body. I mean. Mm-hmm. The the truth comes from all different directions. Everyone, can mm-hmm. you see that? I mean, this is the same thing, but said in a different way. So people people resist the notion that they're responsible for what happens in their own lives. Well, it, it's not it's not a, a matter of just resisting. It's something that displeases people. You know, yeah. like I said, it's always so much easier when I can blame my family, my upbringing, you know, whoever uh, right. for everything. I mean, I lack an opportunity. I didn't go to a good college or whatever other things we may say. Right. There are, uh, there are so many excuses. That's right. And it, it starts when you, when you are, uh, you know, kids because uh, – you know, even as kids, when, you know, you do something wrong, your parents come to you, why, why did you do that? You said, oh, because others were doing. You don't take responsibility. Oh, oh my other friends were doing that. Yeah. I, I'm, I was doing as well, you know. So we don't like to take responsibility. And in order for us to go to this necessary change, and uh, which is actually uh, uh, interesting because it's only going through change that we are going to achieve the peace of mind that we we need so much. That's right. I mean, That's right. That's look right. Around. It does just happen. Yes. Yes. And so, yeah, the, uh, and the thing is... Um, when you have to look at yourself and really see uh, the, you know, the things that need to change, the areas you need to improve. And, and we always orient people to say, you know, the, the idea of you doing that is not to let you down or to look, for you to look at yourself and say, I'm not worthy. I'm not a good person. I mean, it's just uh, acknowledgement. You have just to acknowledge what you are, because from the point you accept that there are areas that need improvement, then you can take action, positive actions in changing that. And so you don't have to dwell in the, in the past and say, oh, I did that, that's horrible. That's why, one of the reasons why we don't even in spiritism indicate to people to go through ther- therapies of previous lives. It's not going to bring you any good. Yeah. Uh, and I, okay. Well, so then, what is the what, what is the real change you see in people who are spiritists? How does it improve their lives to practice spiritism? 
Well, uh, I'm going to say, uh, say, for instance, in my case, and of course mentioning others, uh, um, to me, if I could uh, try to summarize it, it was like uh, before I would see life in black and white, and now I see in colors. Oh, wow. Uh, That'll work. <laughs> Everything, you know, now I look at people, I mean, living in New York City with so many people hustling about their lives. And I mean, we just just see like, you know, a corporeal mess passing around. Now I look at those people in the street and I say to myself, they are human beings. What are the struggles today? What goes into their mind? Are they in need of, you know, any kindness or compassion on my part? What could I do that perhaps could improve their lives? And I mean, just surrounding you with this kind of thoughts and energy, it gives you such a well-being as well. You know, even in terms of ecological terms. I mean, people couldn't care less if, uh, you know, they are saying that we are the problems with the greenhouse in uh, 2050 something, we will not have uh, water enough for the population. 2050 something, I, I'm no longer on this planet. So we what the heck? Few, <laughs> right. Yeah, what the heck, you know, my, I'm not going to be, my, my parents were not thinking about me and my, uh, and my offspring. Why do I have to be thinking, you know, I just, right. uh, we have this immediate this uh, way of seeing things, you know, it's now. You take advantage of what is now because I don't know if I'm going to leave tomorrow. Now we come and say, you know what? Not only we will be back tomorrow, but we were here in the past. And you are going to reap love, That's cause, and effect. Uh, effect that, uh, right. You are going to report your story now. So everything that, you, you know, every damage that you are doing to the planet... Uh, it's going to come back to you. It's no longer just for a humanitarian uh, cause or problems with uh, our oh, poor planet, you know. <laughs> it's, I'm going to come back to this neighborhood called yes. Earth, planet Earth. Yes. And I, 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 I have to, to, you know, to assume that I have to do something about it to make it improve, not to make it less worth. So in relationships, for instance, uh, so it's a complete, when when you put it in uh, reincarnation to the equation, it's a complete shift of things. It is. Um, That's exactly right. It makes a tremendous difference in how we look at a lot of things mm-hmm. when we realize this is only one life and many. And and what 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 do spiritists believe happens at and after death? Do, 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 is there a philosophy there too? Well, one of the things that we we do believe is that by simply dying, it doesn't make you an angel. <laughs> Oh, don't, don't we wish it did, though? Yes. Yeah, right. As soon as you, you, your, your Earth visa expires, you receive a certificate of graduation. Yes. Of <laughs> that would be great. No. No. You continue being exactly as you were, which is very important at this point, Roberta, because many people give so much importance to communication of spirit. And sometimes, depending on the spirits that are communicating, they can be, uh, you know, on a much lower level than, than yourself. 
Yeah. But they say no. It's a spirit communication. No, it's it, it's not. There is nothing to do with that. It it doesn't give you, doesn't grant you, uh, you know, this understanding or knowledge just because you return to the spirit realm and the spiritual realm. And so uh, this is one of the things. So we understand that uh, spirits will associate and the spiritual realm according to their levels of understanding as well. Yes, yes, that's true. Yep. Also understanding that there will be different levels or different, uh, let's call spiritual dwelling according to your spirit, spiritual possibility. But this, again, is not like with this idea that God is separating the good from the bad, uh, the chef from the witch, you know. It's you yourself that is going to be uh, feel more uh, at home with things that you like. For instance, sometimes I use even a Brazilian example, okay? We all know how much Brazilians love the beach, the carnival, and (laughs) soccer, soccer, right? So you come to some of our average Brazilian and say, you know what? You have the opportunity of going to a planet that is beautiful. You're not going to have, you know, difference in temperatures. Uh, People are always going to be that nice. But then they will say, well, the catch is there will be no beer, soccer. No, that's so sad. No, that's not And and they will say, oh, my God, this is hell. I don't want to go to that place, right? Yes, right. Here, you know, I'm making fun of it, but the, the thing is, here is not God saying, you, my child, do not deserve to go to the paradise part. No, it's, I, I don't want to go. I, I'm still not ready for that. Yeah. I'm still in kingdom garden and as a spirit, and I wanted to be playing with my friends. I don't want to be among scholars thinking about, you know, yes. how right. to better structure the universe, so to say. So, yeah, and then we continue always learning, always moving forward, never retrograding. And in our incarnations, we always, reincarnations, we always, we'll have opportunities for, you know, living life that is going to add uh, in the areas that we need. Uh, What is the best way to achieve patience than when you are uh, obliged to live with people that are going to test make you crazy all yes. the time. So right. be careful what you wish for, right? Yes. Say, oh, I, sh- I wanted to be more patient. Okay, God, you will answer your prayer. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, so, so is there is there a worship service like on Sunday, or, or do they? What are the what are the services or the or the yes. um, processes like in spirit? Yes, so. Yes, uh, we we don't have um, you know uh, 
service structure in the ways that we are familiar, okay? Our services, first of all, they are all free of charge. There is nothing ever that is going to be charged to you. Of course, we we do accept donations in the sense that most of the places we use are rentals. We have, uh, you know, everything out in the open to say to people, we pay that if you could help us. okay if you can't it's okay as well so there is never any kind of charge for the spiritual uh, spiritual services uh, we have uh, lots of study groups uh, they are based in this five books of the codification and some others that come to expand the idea that we have in those five books because we also believe Roberta that is only through understanding through reason that people will find a motivation to change I mean yes. why do I have to change if I don't understand things I'm going to buy tomorrow anyway but when, you know, they, they start understanding and start making sense to they listen, you don't die. You just leave your body behind like yes. a change garment and it's going to get another one. And, and, uh, and, and, and so, you know, the, so we focus a lot on the understanding of uh, the idea that we have also from communication from spirits of the afterlife, of, you know, what is our purpose on earth and uh, what we are doing here. You know, the perennial questions from where did I come from, why am I here, to where am I going, and trying also always to show that, uh, you know, the reason behind that, that is no longer based on dogma. It, It is like this because I said so or because someone said so. I mean, it's interesting because in our meetings, we I remember I had for three years, um, and, 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 and I mean, just three years because uh, this person actually uh, returned to, to his native country, and he, he didn't believe in God. He said, I, I believe in everything you say. I like to be here, but I don't believe in God. And you say, okay, yes. you're right. Yes. You have free will. It's your right. And it's good to have an inquisitive mind. No, I, so I think there are a lot of people are like this. A lot of people are afraid of God because of what they've been taught about the Christian God. But yeah. the genuine God is nothing like the Christian God. So people yeah. people don't need to be afraid of the real God. The real God is infinite love for us. And so, yeah. so, but are you growing then? So people people are sort of finding yeah. you who are seekers. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Everyone. If you go to spiritist, S-P-I-R-I-T-I-S-T dot U-S, this, I found this, there, there, yeah. are, there are organizations all over in many, I mean, there's, apparently they're prominent in Austin, where I live. They're yeah. all over the place, these, these groups mm-hmm. who are practicing spiritism, and they would open their arms to you yeah. and teach you what they do. It may, if you resonate with this, then, then you can come home and you can really learn and grow spiritually. Otherwise... Yeah. Maybe you can go somewhere else. I mean, I think it sounds very appealing, to tell you the truth, because you seem to be open to what I would say is the truth, as opposed to forming a closed belief system. And you see, also, because it was never the, the intention of, uh, you know, spiritism, of Kardec, to, for spiritism to become uh, in, uh, a religion, 
Uh, yes. Actually, one of the, the, the statements of uh, Alan Kardec is, is that uh, spiritism is not the religion of the future, but is the future of religions. Oh, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yes. Meaning every religion in a way, and we've been seeing see that in, in Catholicism with, you know, the new ideas yes. uh, about heaven and hell, for instance, that were, were in, uh, implemented by the, uh, the former Pope. Uh, like, you know, they are state of mind. It's exactly what we think about. Like uh, we, yes. we were explaining, it's your state of mind that is going to bring you to surroundings that are more in tune with what you are. So the idea of uh, spiritism, even when people that attend uh, spiritist meetings, gatherings, and we have like uh, over um, almost 100 centers around the, the U.S. alone, in Brazil, we are yeah. 20,000 20, or something, you know, but uh, we are present in almost 40 countries around the world. And uh, what happens is that it, 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 you, don't, you don't have to go there to change your religion. If you're happy with your religion, you know, keep your religion. Keep attending uh, the services that you go. Yes. Just bring a new philosophical aspect, understanding to, to your life, to what you see. And, and in terms, like you were saying before, Roberta, of... Um, one of the reasons why, you know, we have those uh, dogmas and all that from uh, certain religion habits that we have. Yes. Again, when you put it, reincarnation into, uh, you know, into all of that, we all have lived uh, many, in many different religions, but we lived the oppression of uh, several religions, especially the Catholic Church in the Inquisition, during Inquisition times, oh, during yes. Crusades. When people come to me and say, I hate, I don't want to hear about organized religion, immediately I think to myself, this is a person that has died or killed in the name of, on behalf of religion. That's because a very good point, as, actually. Yes. As is Spirit, you are so traumatized because you, you, you feel that you were deceived. You know, now there is your religion there saying you have to go and kill your brothers and sisters because they don't, yeah. they don't have the same faith as, they don't share the same faith as you. Right. Or because you don't share the, that their faith, they come and kill you. So in either way, it is a traumatic experience that we all have lived. That's right. And exactly. And that's why, you know, there is so much resistance somehow. You know, it, it's so fascinating, <laughs> all of that, right? And, uh, yeah. Well, so, but um, just, sorry, you, once a year, or, or maybe it's more, you, you do a conference, right? Uh, the Spiritists yeah. in the United States do. When is the conference mm -hmm. this year and where will it be? Yeah, uh, yes, it's been a practice that we have for 14 years because, you know, although spiritism is not new in this country, it started here in the 20s, late 20s, early 30s, uh, actually in Texas, uh, coming from, of course, his Hispanics, uh, 
it um, it's it's being grown and known more like you know at the beginning in the Hispanic community then there was yes. during the 90s that was a, a huge amount of resilience that late 80s that came to the US and it started bringing and and developing uh, and implementing you know spiritual centers all over but it's being of course like a uh, a couple of de- decades, some decades now, that we have been, you know, uh, as a mission, especially the United States Spiritist Federation, to bring all this knowledge that all of us have benefited so much uh, to uh, the United States in their in, in the English language. So uh, it came to a point that, of course, we didn't have any books. We didn't have uh, uh, places even that would have uh, a spiritist gathering in English. Uh, and so we start implementing that. With that, we, we, we decided that once a year uh, we would be having a national symposium and um, each, each time in a different part of the country. So this year it was in New Jersey and next year, the 2020 is going to be in the Bay area, California, San Francisco, California. Uh So it's, uh, and, and and it's a gathering where, you know, uh, we have uh, activities for children, youth, for the whole family. It's a whole day and we bring some, uh, you know, speakers and we have round tables, panels. We try to make it as interesting as possible, bringing, um, you know, basic knowledge. We, We go from... A to Z in terms of uh, being a gathering where newcomers would have a sense of what it is, but those that are coming from all over the the country and that are already engaged in some spiritual activities also will have Know, talks that are more challenging, and uh, it's it's being a wonderful work. We have been having uh, a very good response. And uh, when, when will and, it be? Uh, when, when is it going to be in 2020? Yeah, it's going to be June 6th in the Bay Area. We will send you all the information, and that'll be great. Then we'll post it, everyone. Uh, that'll be yeah. great that it's going to be to be great and uh, and and uh, it, it fosters uh, it, it, we've been seeing those things like you know in every region that we go it fosters as a whole more you know compassion and all yes. of that you know and, and I mean it's been time I, I was here in New York City during the 9/11. Yes. And, uh, of course, it has been, uh, you know, an experience that one cannot uh, forget. Yes. And I remember that uh, a a couple weeks later, uh, perhaps a month, I don't know, I was uh, hearing um, uh, a radio show like yours, and and, and all of a sudden, uh, the man was saying uh, about how much this experience has shook. Yes. You know. Us here in the U.S., of course, the world, but we're talking about ourselves here. And uh, one thing that people were were seeing already a shift, where uh, how many more people were looking for spiritual answers. I yes. thought it was 
so interesting that he, he didn't say they are looking for religion. No. They said they are looking for that's, spiritual values. That's really true. And I'm seeing that myself in, in the work that I do. And it's, it's really happening mm-hmm. rapidly. So we will help to promote that and make sure everybody knows where it is and, and mm-hmm. when it is. And um, I'm so sorry we've come to the end of our time. This took no yes. time at all. <laughs> but please, Jusara, I'm so glad to meet you. Please consider yourself hugged. And, and send me information about your conference so we can post that. And, uh, and we'll, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. I'm, I'm very very, uh, very drawn to what you do, and I think it's very exciting. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you, Robert, and thank you for all the listeners. And uh, like you said, we have our website, spiritus.us, or uh, spiritism. Uh, you know, go and look for us, and uh, if you have any questions and concerns, and it would be uh, a, a true blessing be able of once again in the future, talk to you, Roberta. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Everyone, this has been Secret Reality with Roberta Grimes, and I'm delighted you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. When you really get what that means, it's going to change everything everything in your life for the better. Next week, our guest is going to be Karen Anderson, here for the third time. Karen is a wonderful communicator with pets, living and dead. She wrote The Amazing Afterlife of Animals, Messages and Signs from Our Pets on the Other Side. And she's, with the first time she was here about a year ago, we talked about dogs and cats. Then in the spring, I loved this. We talked about horses. We talked about my old horse, her old horse, and, and how they communicate with us. But she also has a background in using her mediumistic talents to help to solve cold criminal cases. And next week, she and I will be talking about that. You're going to love being with Karen Anderson again, so please join us then. And, of course, Today we've been talking with Jusara Korngold about spiritism. I will put all the information and how to reach her and all of that in the in the materials so that you'll be able to explore. I mean, what she's doing strikes me as very exciting and I think perhaps is is the religion of the future or the future of religion. Um, what, and thanks to people like her, um, all the people laboring, bringing, bringing, going, and God, God's vineyard are bringing us and more and more information. And she is preserving what Alan Kardec did. She and others like her, and we'll have that really to to drink for generations to come, drinking from the fountain of truth. As you know, you can always contact me through robertagrimes.com. Just make sure you leave your email address. And if you enjoy our weekly conversations, I hope you'll come by and read my blog, too, every once in a while. We post a new blog post every Sunday. And right now, we're talking about, at the time of this recording, we're talking about what happens at and after death. So that is there and um, so many other things that you might be interested in finding out about. So, meanwhile... This has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of this coming week in our one great reality, never forgetting for a moment that you you in particular are a powerful, eternal being. You are a powerful, eternal being, and most of all, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.